David, guess what? Sean, I, I, this is this is a high excitement. David, guess what? what what's up? <laughs> it is five thirty-five p.m. when we're recording this Central this Standard Time, which means that my son is not napping. Oh, so which this is means that the, the limits on my charisma <laughs> and enthusiasm are moot. Oh, I love it. I'm well, unchained, baby. I, I guess, you know, the only proper thing to do is I kind of have to take over as the quiet. Yeah, you know, bring it down, episode. David. Yeah, I'm Keep it stay, low, I'm baby. Stay suppress it. I'm suppressed. Yeah. I'm suppressed. Listen, I'm going to stay suppressed. I was, uh, I've was. i got a really long story to tell you. It's, uh, it's going to have a really <laughs> weak punchline. And uh, there was a, a man who played a trumpet. And the, the Is this you sounded... doing me, by the way? No, I, well, I mean, I, 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 I can't stay controlled that long. Sorry, I had I'm to let I'm it trying out. To, I'm trying to think if I had to do a David. Like, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I I my my friend widely actually he he tells a joke. Did you say my friend widely? Yeah. Like his name is widely? Yeah. <laughs> questions. I'll take questions now. We'll start you the man the man in the white shirt. Now now widely, would you say that he has a shock of excessive fat? Or is he thin? He's is it a like thin an man. ironic name? Um, it's just that his well, his name is actually Stephen, but oh. everyone knows that, and so he kept saying like, "Well, I'm widely known as Stephen," and so people it, just started calling him naturally, widely. Naturally, it's an honest yeah. mistake. Could happen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this this one is just firing out, man. I this would is say a this fast. is tough. Like like you just said, you were struggling to keep it in that in that Sean energy zone. That's exhausting to try to put myself in David's energy level. You did a good job though. This was three minutes of you in high energy. i I need a nap. <laughs> it's I, we're let's, all right. With that, the boys took a break. We'll be back. Can you? Are you free tomorrow morning? Can I am free this? tomorrow morning. You right, take long nap, that. Sean. All right. With that, the boys took the a boys break. Ended we'll the see you tomorrow. Break. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. Oh man! Hey, I was Saturday watching. Morning. I was watching best leftovers ever. Best leftovers ever. Is it, that like the best scenes from the television show, The Leftovers Ever? Because you would just be watching every scene. It, it is. It is not. It is a cooking competition show where amateur chefs are are given leftovers and forced to transform them into something more. Ah, okay. Yeah, I like that. So, some Hungarian uh, it, goulash. It, well, it's it's some things where like, you know, they're taking some chicken and I mean, things that I would have never thought of of like, you know, they got like a Szechuan chicken or something like that and they're rinsing it. They're like right wiping the breading off so Who that they're back down to the chicken. Szechuan chicken as a leftover. If you want my leftovers, it's like here's the thing, a string cheese, maybe a little bit of expired milk. You know, and that's part of the challenge too. Sometimes they get uh, some some real uh, unconventional some real life ingredients. Yeah. Some three week year old Chinese food and yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but yeah. that's the, the, the reason I want to see. The reason I bring this up is because in this show, there's a bunch of just average people as contestants, and it's in my nature 
to make fun of them. I watch this and I like their mannerisms bother me. It's it's problematic. I th- like some of them seem like they're just attention seeking, and um, some of them are overly competitive without any skills to back it up. Some of them are uh, not open to any feedback from the professional chef judges, and like rebut every every point that a judge makes. Classic. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I, it's been this personal exercise of mine to be like, I don't want to hate these people. Like, why is my instinct to cut these people down? Um, but last night there was somebody on the show and I, with this renewed mindset, this, this, uh, accepting mindset that I'm trying to put myself in, there was a woman who just kept singing. Like, they're like, what are you making? And she's like, I'm all making the chimichangas. <laughs> no. And at first no. I'm like, oh my God, This is the first down, time you lady. put yourself to the test? Yeah, well, so what happened with this new lens of trying to be accepting, uh, trying to be more accepting anyway, um, I was like, you know, her singing could be one of two things. Mm-hmm. It could be this like insecurity, like attention seeking, like I, I want to be big, I want them to remember me. Um, and that annoys me a little bit. It makes me sad. But I think behind that is maybe some stuff that I don't understand. And like, who knows what happened to them before and why they may think one thing's, you know, you don't know why someone is the way that they are. But the other possibility is that they are singing just because they are so genuinely excited about everything. And it dawned on me that I know a few people like this, but I'd put you in that category of like, if you're going to do something, you're going to have fun with it. And the people around you are going to know that you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah. That's the and best I, way to live. I, I filmed with you in places where it's stuff that you're excited about. Yeah. And I filmed with you in places where it's like corporate talking head stuff and you're clearly not excited. Yeah. And those are two different Davids. Those are two different <laughs> those Davids. Those are two different Davids. Yeah. But I have to imagine if you're on that show, if they're putting you in the kitchen and they're saying, David, for your leftovers, you've got string cheese. I know you're going to string a cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Going down the door to go to see if I can get some string cheese. Something Ooh. like that. It was like a little Ooh. country twang you were going with. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you can't help but, but feel that. But then I would get, what's that, that thin angel hair pasta? And I mm-hmm. would go into some glam rock. You know, I'd put the pasta on my head, oh make my like a God. little wig out of it. Yeah, baby, we should do they'd, a cooking show. They'd ask you, like, it seems, David, I'm sorry to interrupt you while you're cooking, but it seems like you're making four times as much pasta as you would need for this dish. <laughs> and you say, well, actually, three quarters of it, I'm going to turn into this rad wig to wear when I played it for you. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, we should pitch this to someone. I mean, there's all these terrible cooking shows. We could do so much better of a job. And this way, like, no one would be made fun of because you're making fun of yourself. How can you make fun of someone making fun of themselves? See, I've got to stop you, David. It's redundant. You know, it's like waking up dead. I've lived for a long time right where you are right now. And this this is a problem I noticed to myself of you just said, you know, there's so many cooking shows. We could do a better job. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, why do I look at these shows and cut them down? Like I watch the show and I'm like, well, the lighting's awful. Like the, the editing is weird. Um, it's just like, I could do a better job than this. Yeah. But, but then I stop and I think, a, it's an act of creation. I should applaud anything that somebody's doing like that. 
But as as much as I want to just cut somebody down, not that I want to, but as much as it is my instinct, I remember everything that I've done, everything that I've done has some sort of limitation to it, be it budget, schedule, something that's not my fault that is a, a, a restriction on the project. And so I look at any one of my videos that I've made for anybody, I'm like, man, I wish we could have done X, Y, and Z. Like, I know this isn't the best thing. And I have to imagine that anyone else would watch one of my videos and be like, oh, I would have gotten this shot or like, oh, I didn't like how we did that. And I want to just explain that. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, we couldn't. Like we had the the day was just, the actors had to go. Like there's always an excuse, I feel like, for me. That's why with every project, right off the bat, you should sell it as a turd. Like if someone's about to watch it, be like, hey, this is a real big turd. So then when they watch it, like, you know what? wasn't that bad it was almost Dude, more like an empty toilet bowl i wouldn't say I, there was a turd floating with all of your films from here on out you know how it's like a spike lee joint <laughs> yeah i think i think you should just say like a david pitt turd <laughs> like that's the you know, first thing I that might, shows up on screen i might legally change my last name to pit turd <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little perturbed. <laughs> but then it would be a David Perturbed turd. That sounds awesome, though, right? Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Yeah, actually. it's like I'm giving myself my own echo. I'm a I'm a reverb David Perturbed turd. <laughs> I forgot good. who had the joke. I think it's Daniel Tosh, who said he was going to have like a helpline called "Thank you for calling. How may I help you?" Yeah. And that way he could be like, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. How may I help you? How may I help you? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's fine. That's my kind of humor. That's good Now stuff. we're talking. <laughs> now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> what is the, oh man, I heard this. The Real McCoy. I heard that last night. I was watching that documentary, Heaven's Gate. And they were talking about someone that was in the the, the audience. It was the cult members. And uh, someone goes, hey, what did, what did uh, Salilabi or, you know, whatever their cult names are. He's like, what did he call that guy? He's like, a bonehead. And he goes, yeah, he was a bonehead. The real living McCoy. <laughs> it, it just killed me. I've never heard that phrase before. That's the real McCoy. Have you heard that? Is this a thing? Is this something that's said? The real McCoys? Yeah. I haven't heard. Who's McCoy? I want to say, man, I, I, I can Google this uh, as we, or I can duck, duck, go it. I've switched to duck, duck, go from Google. You know, that means nothing to me. I don't it's, know what, is this a, like Bing? No, it's a search engine that doesn't track you at all. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but Until uh, they do. They don't. And they, they have a, <laughs> a commitment to that. Um, let's see. The do. real McCoy. Yeah, find out what that is. Uh, is yeah, this like so that it was a TV Robert show. Duvall? Yeah, okay, I thought it was a TV show. Let's see. The phrase, the real Cowboys? McCoy. Uh, oh, Hatfield and McCoy or something like that. Extra stuff. It's an idiom and metaphor used in English-speaking world to mean the real thing or the genuine article. He's the real McCoy. Uh, the phrase has been the subject of numerous false uh, etymologies. Interesting. So it could like be there, there. There was a TV show called The McCoys. There was a song called The Real McKay. Hmm. Um, let's see. There's a 
the line in a book, The Rise and Fall of the Union Club, um, by James S. Bond. That, that is awesome. It was James Bond this whole time who was the real McCoy. James He's a real S. McCoy. Bond. You know, I can't find the etymology of bodacious. And they say, like, a lot of people are like, well, it comes from bold and audacious. But I don't believe that. I don't think that's where bodacious came from. Yeah, I don't think we were doing uh, portmanteaus back then. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like we should do an episode where we dive into some of these things and have Brett Hoy on to, to shepherd us through. I don't like Brett Hoy being the shepherd and us the sheep. Can we, you know, phrase this a new way? Uh, he'll be the shepherd. I will be a passersby. Yeah. And you will be a sheep murderer. <laughs> okay. I can get down with that. Like, I'm making coats, baby. <laughs> They're fluffy. Ooh, Calm little, down. Little Franklin coming in there. Little Franklin mixed. <laughs> None of this aloe vera. Were you going for the big hit there? No. But oh. I haven't heard anyone quote the big hit since 2001. I have quoted the big hit on this podcast before, sir. Have you really? With the trace busta busta. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did say that. I did I got to rewatch that. that one. It's oh. been a long time. There's a there's a a long through line with different lotions. Uh, <laughs> Lanolin is one of them. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Hakim Woodbine. Uh, is that his real name or his name in the movie? That's his real name. That's the actor's name. Hakeem I'm so Woodbine. Hakim Woodbine. I'm really surprised that I just said an actor from, yeah. from like B level that you don't know. No. That's a great name, though. He sounds like he should work at a library repairing books. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bokeem Woodbine. <sighs> of course. I Do mean, you this know Bokeem? Of course I know Bokeem. He was and in Drive. He was I in what? I just threw that out. I have no idea who that is. Uh, he was in Fargo season two. Oh, he's in Fargo season two? He's also in play? The Big Hit. <laughs> 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 who is he in Fargo season two? Uh, Daniel. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike Milligan. Oh, he's Milligan. Okay, yeah. So he's Milligan. Daniel Mike Milligan. No, I, I'm I'm parsing together pieces of the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the snippets of Wikipedia clips that are popping up in my search results. You went to Wikipedia versus just going to IMDb. Well, I, I did it. I did a DuckDuckGo search, and I had like two Wikipedia entries and IMDb entry, and I was. I was trying to see where I could see Fargo and then ah, a name. Gotcha. I did my best, man. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, man. This chapter was, I think, my favorite worst chapter. It starts off with a bang. And, Sean, it doesn't have enough time to have a fall off because it was so quick. So the it, bang never ends. Like, yeah, it's just high octane the whole time. But high octane full of – I'm trying to think of one moment that the boys didn't make a bad decision. It seems like at every turn 
they could have gone down a fork in the road and they always yeah. chose the wrong path. My always. favorite thing deals with jackets and pine trees. And yeah. it oh. made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Because I, I've told the story about me running from the cops back when I had really long hair and it wrapped around uh, limbs hanging off of trees and I was running through a dense forest area and it reminded me of that so much. Are so you familiar I know what with it's the story like to be of, a dumb kid stuck on a tree. Are you familiar with the story of Absalom from the Bible? Absalom. Uh, Absalom. Hmm. Absalom. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Refresh me. Absalom was the third son of David. Good Lord. Um, but uh, he... Uh, he at some point was, maybe it was the Battle of Ephraim's Wood, um, but he was riding through the jungle, uh, not the jungle, the forest, and uh, his hair got stuck in a tree, and he was hanging from a tree, <laughs> and, then they, and then they shot him with three darts through the heart. <laughs> Did he die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What a terrible death. So he's just hanging from a tree, like and his then, long, beautiful locks just wrapped around it. I imagine he's on the back of a horse riding, and it gets caught, so he's honestly hanging from his hair. And he's just rotating like a pinata, and they just, just smoke this dude with darts. Were they dipped in poison? Uh, Does not say. Ah. Well, that's pretty funny. Man, the Bible's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, good read. Funniest stories, man. There's so many names though. Like yeah, within like Genesis, there is like 500 people that they want you to remember. It's crazy. I like, I like how you just said that they want you to remember. Who's they? All the people that wrote it. All the people that chipped in and were like, "All right, okay, now hear me out." What if in this scene, you know, this happens? I mean, it's the greatest fiction story ever. I imagine that it's the Stratelmeyer syndicate, just like, we should write a crazy book. <laughs> like, I've got all these weird scenarios. I would Let's see love, what we can come up with. I would love to see the Stratelmeyer syndicate punch up the stories, just like how they rewrote <laughs> these for, they rewrote them for what? For content, uh, for length, they shorten them up a little bit. Uh, and they added some needless drama and whatever products they were trying to hawk at the time, like it's, telescopes. It's the Hardy Boys in the Book of Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, we're <laughs> instead of Cain and Abel, it's Frank and Joe. I would so read this. Man, Are you maybe, kidding me? This sounds. I mean, who would have thought? Like, if we look at Adam and Eve, who were once naked, what are Joe and Frank? They're always naked. That, oh my god and guess what what's their one flaw they're always eating sean the tree of knowledge the tree of the okay? knowledge of Who's good the and serpent? evil the little slithery man Oscar Smuff. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hoop with his his, with his long leg. slithery body right? his ability to breathe underwater <laughs> man I remember when I found out, and it wasn't too long after, but after I watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, when somebody was like, oh, you know, that's uh, that's the just it. like the Odyssey. Yeah. Or the, or the Iliad. Um, I forgot which one. The Odyssey. It is the Odyssey. I was going to say the Iliad. Yeah. Um, 
And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, the Cyclops and the like. It's it's obviously their like you know period piece take on the Odyssey. And I'm wondering if we're gonna have the same revolution when we finish a uh, revelation when we finish all of these books. Be like, oh my god, it was Mary Poppins. It <laughs> was just a time? long juvenile detective version of Mary Poppins. That would be awesome if these actually within the last book had this insane wraparound. Like I keep thinking, if the last book ends with the potted plant, the flower, the flower plant, plant, if flower it all pot. ties into that, it's like uh, this this bubble universe that the entire story actually took place within. It's like Horton hears a who, but the Hardy boys, their entire world is actually in this potted plant. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or, or what's the, uh, uh, in men in black when they finally zoom out at the end and like our whole solar system is just inside a marble that some aliens are playing marbles with. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's what happens with the Hardy boys universe. I don't remember that ending, but that's awesome. Yeah, I think they they do like a CGI zoom out um, like of Earth into the solar system, the galaxy, and then it's all just like inside a marble. Yeah. And and that's that. What a bold statement. Right? Thank you. That's a bold statement, and I love it. And that's actually my actual view on the universe and the world, is that we are all just inside a marble in an alien's ball pouch. You know what? That's not the craziest theory of what's going on with reality. So look at you. All we are is dust, dust in a marble in an alien's in pouch. pouch. It's good. Yeah, this is it, good. It's like we're so on sync, dude. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, is, it's like we're. Oh. In, what, yeah. Never mind. Are you going to lead? No. I, no, because. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. When we last left them, the boys were leaving this island and they see some pea jackets. Now I've heard the term pea coat. Yeah. And I guess pea jacket is just a, a lighter weight pea coat. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, pea jacket's funny to me. Pea coat is not. <laughs> so I'm glad that they chose pea jacket. Pea jacket's the way to go. Yeah. That's also a good name for someone. Pea jacket. Pea. I feel pea like. Jacket. Also, at this time, it could mean, like, a lot of p- people didn't have indoor plumbing. And ah, so, like, it's like the poop if it's... Deck. You had the poop deck and the pee jacket. Well, I was going to say, if it's November and you've got to go take a leak, like, you're going to throw on your pee jacket. That way yeah, you're not, that way you're not, you're not cold while you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's the jacket yeah. you wear to go pee when you're going yeah. outdoors. I you thought you were talking about it's, it's a jacket that you just peed on. <laughs> like, no. But actually, make, why actually did my we mind might go get to there? that. Yours makes way more sense. <laughs> no, no, yours does, David. Uh, so that brings us you know, to. You throw it next to the dog bed and you're like, dog, this is the pee. This is where you pee, dog. Or you do it to your babies, to the children. That's how you potty train with the pee jacket. <laughs> Every time, uh, Luca is going to need to be potty trained in the next couple months, and maybe, maybe yeah, be like, hey, every time you want to pee, put on this little jacket, and that way we'll know. <laughs> That's actually need to pee. a great idea. We should write a jacket. parenting book. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how do we? We need to find out how we get locked in with being able to do the official Hardy Boys anything. Because like they just I, made this series that's called the Hardy Boys, and like you have to have rights from not my Hardy Boys, Gross Lips and Dumb Lap. Um, 
But I wonder if we can. I tag them on Instagram from time to time on our account. Anytime Gross I lips. post something, yeah, I'll throw it towards them. I send it to them. Well, not tag them. I do the whatever arrow button to where it messages them the post. Oh, nice. I don't know if they've yeah. seen it or not. I Put don't it go in that inbox, it. huh? Yeah, whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. They We've have not no yet love from them emailed yet. us. No, we have nothing from we'll them. We'll see. We'll see. It's in not time. a race. Two time. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, just like Yordle the turtle, baby. Just like what? Yordle the turtle. Isn't it Yordle? Yordle. Yeah, but I was doing Yordle the turtle, but I accidentally okay. said turtle. You know that video? The kid is just like, I like turtles. No. You've never seen I like turtles. <laughs> You've never seen I Like Turtles? <laughs> Chapter, Chapter 18, 18. Hidden, hidden watches. watches. Hidden turtles. <laughs> um, so guns blazing right away. Energy bringing it. The bandits have been here, Frank exclaimed. Fellas. We're on the right track after all. Wait till Chief Kalig sees these pea jackets, which I imagine he was like showcasing off. He's got it over his shoulders. Like, just wait till he sees these. These are great. <laughs> this is that gorgeous. Looks fantastic. Uh, pick them uh, up, Jerry. Boy, what a bundle of clues. Jerry? And I thought at this moment, they have all this technology. Yeah. They have flashlights with waterproof cases <laughs> in their pockets. They've got pen knives. They've got a, a laboratory where they can compare paper watermarks. How do they not have a camera? That and is why, a great question. Why is it protocol that like they come along some evidence on an island and they're going to take all that evidence? And like, wear it. Well, wouldn't it be better to be like, the the coats are here. Let's get Chief Colleague and bring them back here so that they can photo like otherwise it's just your word and you guys are idiots. Yeah, which they are, clearly, and we'll see more of that. And I do put a pin in this last line here of pick 'em up, Jerry. Boy, what a bundle of clues. Because immediately after we get Jerry gathered the five bulky damp jackets in his arms and staggered forward. Is that your bundle of clues? These bulky damp jackets? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, these are the coats that the bank robbers wore, they hypothesized. Oh, that's not a bundle of clues. That's just a bulky damp jacket. Any fingerprint has been washed off. Yeah, it's one clue. It's one it's clue. Something. Bank it's robbers. Jackets. The it's bank jackets robbers that jackets look similar to, to what island. other people wore. Yeah, it's one of the three jackets that they made in the 1920s. <laughs> was it a pea coat or a pea jacket? I think this is a pea jacket. Ah, oh, what a bundle of clues. <laughs> we bought these down at Bundle of Clues, the department store. Which is a great name for this chapter, actually, Bundle of Clues. Uh, bundle of Fools is more like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So almost um, immediately... A low-hanging oak branch snapped one of the coats and pulled it away from his grasp. So I guess Jerry's just walking. They, like, stacked – or, you know, he picked up all five coats, but he's walking, like, carrying them like pizzas. And he decides to walk through this, what, brush? Uh, yeah. How low are these branches? Yeah, I, I don't know. But then I like how he just – so the, the next line is, we'll never get to the boats at this rate, he despaired. <laughs> 
and it's that's just a the sea in front of them of low hanging branches. But he gives up so like just yeah, you picked up jackets in a forest, and oh no, <laughs> we'll never get there now. Now my asthma's kicking in. <laughs> I think I'm getting a rash. <laughs> oh jeez, uh, I'm big. And then they have their second bad idea. Frank <laughs> was more interested in this moment uh, at the number of jackets. There were only four robbers, he pointed out, who wore the fifth coat. Okay, that line killed me because it, Im- it immediately makes me think of scary movie. Do you remember the scene where they hit something, they're driving a car, they hit something, they get out. And she goes, oh, my oh, my God, we, God, hit, a we boot. hit a boot. Where's the <laughs> foot? <laughs> Just where's the fifth? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The driver of the getaway car, probably, Joe said. Here, Jerry, we'll put Tony down for a minute. Then why don't each of us... Why don't each of us put on a coat and you can carry the other one? That'll make it easier. And I wrote wrote on the margin, they're damp. (laughs) Why Why is your idea to put on damp strangers' coats evidence, mind you? So now your DNA, well, I guess they didn't have DNA. Your hair samples, your fingerprints yeah. will be all over these in these damp, damp peacoats. Why that did just... they just put all the peacoats on one person? So that's why you only contaminate one and the other four are resting on top of each other. That's like go Russian dolls uh, style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They should have been like, hey, Jerry, why don't you put on a coat and then another coat and then another coat coat. and then another coat? Yeah. And then then they just prop them. Yeah. Prop them up on the beach. (laughs) You can't move. Wheel them like a barrel. Or cover Tony in it. Play me like uh, a drum. Yes. Beat me like a drum. With his Tony and his swollen ankles, just wrap it around his ankles. I mean, it acts as compression. and It's almost like a a little ice pack. Or hold one and let him sit on it instead of making a seat out of your hands. (laughs) Hey, guys, I would love that for a cushion. You have some really bony arms. if If you put your arm into one arm of the pea jacket and then somebody else put their hand... Uh, their arm in the other arm, then you would have this natural sling between oh, yeah. the two of you. Yeah. This is a good idea. It's like a canopy for your bum. I'm surprised they don't teach that in first aid class. Well, we should teach a first aid class. I think this is where it's all leading. Everything <laughs> to this point has led to a wilderness first aid class <laughs> and an accent workshop. Yeah, we're going to pull out our pen knives. We're going to teach them how to properly massage wrists and or ankles. And how to get all those prickly whatever things out of Chet's feet after a bull chases him. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Insanity. Chaw on that beef. Chaw on the beef, baby. In the (laughs) time-honored way. Oh. Uh, I like the narrator chimes in here. Um, So, swiftly the boys donned the jackets. Now Jerry moved ahead without difficulty, and the Hardys followed with Tony as fast as they could. Once they reached the top of the bluff that overlooked the cove where the boats lay hidden, the party paused for breath. Here was a fresh obstacle, (laughs) says the narrator. (laughs) Tony had to be lowered down the steep slope to the level of the beach. Um, This is a good place to take a break. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Let, let's take we a quick break and we'll come back uh, and we'll we'll finish the rest of this horrible, horrible, great chapter. And with that, the boys took a break. And we're back. And we are back. Uh, so the fresh obstacle that the narrator is excited about, uh, Tony has to be lowered down the steep slope to the level of the beach so that they can get in the boats and go take the pea jackets to a chief colleague. Which we're never told how far of a drop it is, but it's okay because the boys are going to use their belts, and we all know that they wear 30-foot th- belts. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one of the better things that they could do. With like, the belt technique? No, no, to have a 30-foot belt. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to say, like, that I don't would know about actually the belt come technique. in handy with a lot of what they're doing. I don't think Cliffhanger was out uh, during this time, so they don't know how to properly, you know, rescue people. But, yeah, the belts could do something, except for his ankles are broken, so you'd have to lower him by his wrists, and I'm just nervous that it'd pop him out of socket. Small, small price to pay. Small price to pay, yeah, yeah. He's leaving this place with broken arms and broken legs. <laughs> But at least the spine still works. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. Grass is green. He'll bounce back. He'll bounce back, yeah. Uh, we'll slide him down, Frank decided. Joe, you stay just below Tony and keep his injured ankle from striking anything. Jerry and I can make a sling of our belts and lower him from one level to another. Um, I have to imagine that this is one of those moments where the author, Franklin... Yeah. Had like a sore ankle or something and like they were at the beach and his like family and, and Sheila, his wife, was like Franklin, just your ankle, you didn't even hurt it. You've been walking on it. <laughs> you said you wanted to walk to get ice cream, so you clearly can't be hurting that bad. So why don't you just walk down the hill a little bit? He's like, No. This would be better if you'd use your belts and lower <laughs> me down and one of you Go below me and make sure that my ankle doesn't snag on anything. <laughs> this Sheila, isn't that hard, Sheila. Support my ankle, Sheila. Either make that sure. or I'm divorcing you, <laughs> Sheila. How Sheila. about a little support in my life, Sheila? Sheila, baby, don't go. You know, <laughs> you know I love you, Sheila. Franklin, I can't deal with this. You evil. can never do wrong by me, Sheila. Your ankle. It's always your ankle. My ankle hurts. I'd break a thousand ankles for you, Sheila. <laughs> he writes a love song for you, pulls out an acoustic <laughs> guitar. Some Somehow it's night all of a sudden and they're around a, a bonfire. <laughs> but he His still keeps got wincing little coconuts in pain during kind it. Of, ah. <laughs> he still keeps wincing in pain during the song. <laughs> but my ankle. Ooh. 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 Ooh, it's like a Muddy Waters song. Ooh, he turns it into Sheila. blues. <laughs> I hurt my ankle today. Trying to get ice cream. <laughs> Trying to get my dipping dots. <laughs> but the zoo was closed. I can't believe that. How are you going to open up the zoo and not the dipping dots joint? That's well, I mean, ridiculous. It is, it is like January 20th, and I'm the only person there. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, there's like no one at the zoo. It's awesome. Yeah, I got to go then. Are the animals there? Uh, Yeah. Are they in masks? Um, No. This is the, this is the problem with the world. You Thank know? you. I know. It's like animals are people too, and until we can recognize them as you know whatever they they want to be 
we're just not going to be civilized. It is nice that everyone has to wear masks. Um, I've, I've only seen one person. I went earlier this week. I went today, but I went earlier this week as well. And there was a guy just not wearing a mask, just straight up. And it's been a long time since I've just seen a stranger's so face in public. Me. And I noticed he looked familiar. Yeah. Uh, he was with his friend Widely. <laughs> nice callback. Yeah. Me and old Wide like to go to the zoo, stare at the um, Dippin' Dots. Dream. I have to come clean. I no! stole the name Widely. Oh, you did? Is yeah. it a Jake and Amir thing? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that is I the, know it. That is my humor instinct to draw from that canon. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for admitting to Because the quote the is is like my friend widely like who gave that to you my friend widely your friends have the dumbest names <laughs> okay i have seen that one yeah i've definitely seen that one then um but yeah uh other other than that one guy uh the zoo's great no one's there because it's cold everyone's back in school for the most part so you go during the week take a camera all the all the big cats are oh. going to be out yeah uh polar bear is going to be out penguins are going to be out uh, grizzly bears have been out quite a bit. Um, you know what? I, I just I have a 16 mil camera. I wouldn't mind going and shooting some penguins. Yeah, I have a 600 millimeter lens. I I would also not mind shooting some penguins, just yeah. a lot closer. Yeah, I can yeah. go up to 60 millimeters on my lens. Ooh. Yeah, you better watch out. Sir. Look out. Yeah, times that by a hundred. That's a what? pretty. I don't oh, know. I don't yeah. know where I'm going with that. No, it's fine. I was trying to one up you of having a bigger lens. It just didn't work. It's fine. We're I not mad about fine. it anymore. Okay. It was a bad crop factor joke. It's okay. I know, Sean. Thank you. Um, I need you to scream affirmations at me like you're Nicolas Cage with an old English accent and go. I can't think of any of those things right now. <laughs> like in that moment with the just that amount of it. pressure, I could not come up with an affirmation. I could not come up with what Nicolas Cage sounds like. And I also <laughs> lost all control of like what might be an old English British accent. It was, yeah, I, I froze completely. It's okay. I, I was proud of you though. In, in your face, in your eyes, I could see that you had it and then you lost it. Just like Rob Schneider in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> what if I lose this power? <laughs> um, so uh, slowly the injured boy was brought from foothold to foothold down to the sand. And when they reached the boats, Tony's face was drawn and pale. Gosh, Tony, did we bump you too much coming down? <laughs> no, it's not your fault, fellas. My ankle's just starting to throb a little. Swelling too, Frank noted with a frown. Here, Joe, let's get him into the sleuth. I'll head it for the Coast Guard dock as fast as I can. You and Jerry follow in the Napoli. And, and another... Oh, you're going and. Well, he says here, you and Jerry can follow in the Napoli. And if you can, make every worst decision <laughs> for the next three pages. In which they do. They take And Joe Tony's says, I got you, advice. Frankie. I got it, Frankie. So in another moment, the sleuth's powerful engine roared to life. And Tony's piece of crap started up, too. Hastily stripping off the pea jacket, which I have no idea why he's doing it hastily, Frank bent over the wheel. Tony sat behind him, suffering in silence. 
The sleek craft sped across open water towards Bayport. That is just filled with so many oddities. Yeah, yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Now, here's where we get to the next big dilemma of the chapter. Uh, meanwhile, Joe and Jerry threw the other pea jackets into the Napoli. Starting her engine, Joe piloted the slower speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> this junker. Uh, the slower speedboat out of the cove and along the island shore. Joe! Jerry pointed to a boat coming around the island toward him. Oh, boy, this is trouble, Joe exclaimed. Hang on. Now, before this decision, so they see this other boat coming, and they have to, like, suddenly evade Which, it. I like to think, though, that the boat on the very front of the boat, or they're flying a, a flag, and the boat is just called, oh, boy, this is trouble. And then next to it, a secondary boat swings in, and it's flying a flag that just says, hang on. <laughs> 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 oh hardy boys fashion mm. yeah um how did how did uh frank and tony not run into the same boat like they're in the middle of nowhere in the ocean i have no at idea at hermit island this boat almost is you know coming around and it's gonna hit them yeah They've got a swerve. How did it miss them? Like, why, well, why is this boat not pursuing Frank and Tony? Didn't we find out earlier that this, <laughs> this boat is paper thin and you only see it when it turns sideways? Oh, yeah. It's the basis for the Paper Mario games. Exactly. Yeah. So, of course, they might not have seen it until they wanted to be seen. You know, they're opening sense. it up. They're just saying, oh, we want you to. Okay. That's like the it, boat we want. Because they know they could never catch up with the sleuth. Okay, you hear no, an engine like superior that. superior sleuth, wow. Yeah, but then, then you hear the, the rattling junker that is Tony Prito's boat, and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got this one. <laughs> I mean, that sounded like a powerful boat. What does a weak boat sound like? What's Brett Hoy sound like? Oh, I was just going to make, like, the sound of, like, an oar hitting the water. Yeah, do that. <laughs> is that good? Just wait till you get to our Foley class. <laughs> um, so uh, Joe swings the he brought the wheel around hard the Napoli swerved and ran in straight toward shore Jerry gasped oh I was setting you up to say Jerry's line you're running around oh a ground sorry <laughs> I, I, I was I was looking at one of my notes coming up well, and I was laughing well you want to give me run all the ground <laughs> you spin me right ground, right a ground, right ground. I don't know how the song goes. I tried that. That's though. good. That's good. I'm sorry. Let's take that again. Jerry gasped. You're running a ground. Joe did not answer. He had noticed a narrow fissure which cut through the bluffs, making a tiny V-shaped opening in the shoreline. He ran the Napoli straight into the small slot of water, crashing through low-growing brush at its edges. So this is just the worst decision you could possibly make. This is like, yeah. this is like someone bursts into your house, like and the Kool-Aid like, man. Yeah, but like robbers burst into your house, murderers burst into your house, and you're sitting on the couch and you just pull a blanket over your head. That's <laughs> this is the the boat version of that. Like you're not hidden. Yeah, they we saw know you. you're there. Yeah, and now you can't get out. 
You can't yeah. escape. Now you're stuck in it. You have to live in the bit. Yeah, you you there there's no there's no edit undo on this one. No. Yeah, copy the thing paste. that's gonna work best is I feel like the murderers and or robbers are so intrigued they're thinking like, how long is he gonna keep this bit up? Yeah, we don't have to do anything. We can sit out here. They just take off their masks too. They're just like, he's not gonna see us now. He's yeah. got a blanket over his head. And then they just start communicating like, hey, you're gonna keep that blanket on your head, right? Yeah, I was playing on it. All right. Cool. Hey, We're you guys want to fizzle? <laughs> We're gonna be here for a while. There it is. That's the fizzle popping open. Give me the suds too. Ooh, nice. No, you you do the suds. Oh, sorry. Foley class. Foley class. The Foley class. All right. It's double the price, but it's it's half off with tax. Right. Um. So worst plan ever. Uh. They're now in this thing. So quick, Jerry. He directed shutting off the motor. Another bad decision because now always. Now you're stuck in this thing and you can't get out of it. Uh, grab some of those pine branches and pull them down on top of us. Uh, but Joe, I'm allergic to pine. I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet. So um, clutching the sticky, sweet-smelling limbs. Franklin, baby, calm down. You can't <laughs> eat these. The boys crouched low and waited. Pine the is the best wood for building an end table, Sheila. <laughs> Let it. me tell you a thing or two about pine. Not only is pine the best of the Chris's, it is also sticky and sweet smelling. And I rub it on my limbs, Sheila, to give me a sweet pine tar feeling. You Balsam woman. <laughs> you walnut wench. <laughs> you oaky oaf of a woman. <laughs> you you ficus. Pine is the superior wood. Um You walnut wench is probably my favorite thing you could call someone ever. I mean, it would have been better if I was comfortable saying the other word because balsam woman and walnut <laughs> wench yeah. isn't, isn't the right thing. Yeah. Um, so they shut off the motor, they're covered in pines, and the strange brown boat carrying two men came into view. Um, the craft seemed to move with a maddening sl slowness. Luckily, the two men in it kept looking forward. From his place of concealment, Joe studied them carefully. The one in the stern was a short, muscular fellow whose shock of white blonde hair gleamed in the sunshine. Um, I have never heard the expression, a shock of hair, except for in every Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard it outside of a Hardy Boys, but I've never heard it Hardy Boys that did not have it. I'm with you on that, and I love it. I love. See, I used to think that a shock could only be red. It was uh, synonymous with a red-haired fella. Okay, if you have a shock, it means oh, this man's—he's a redhead. But no, we learned today that you can have a shot of white blonde as well. Yep, which is fascinating. So, uh, Jerry, Joe hissed. <laughs> I've seen those guys before. They were in Mr. French's shop when we picked up our costumes. He added in a whisper, 
The blonde one must be Fritz Stark. He looks just like Ben, except for the different colored hair. Just a whole range of emotions right now. Yeah. Hissing and, and whispering and... Excitement, identification. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jerry gripped Joe's arm. He's standing up. He'll see us. Um, so they go around. Uh, so so they, they lose him. They, the guys don't notice him in the cove. They disappear from sight, the strange brown boat, until when at last the dark brown craft is out of sight, the boys took in deep breaths of relief. But the result was disastrous to Jerry. Kerchoo! Kerchoo! <laughs> the sounds echoed off the bluffs behind them and carried far over the water. Oh, golly. I'm sorry, Jerry whispered. I'm allergic to pine. Shh. Keep down, J Joe warned. Maybe they hurt you and maybe they didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two things that could have happened. Yeah. Way to look at a uh, light. Maybe I'll there, suddenly sir. float away. Maybe I won't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cut to the guys. Like, did you just hear someone yelling "kerchoo"? Like he's a choo-choo train. <laughs> yeah, that's, these weren't even sneezes. Kerchoo, kerchoo. My chugga. my allergic reaction to pine is that I suddenly emulate a train. <laughs> it's a it's worse than a rash. Chugga, 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 choo. I wish I could stop. <laughs> So the boat comes back, and of course, uh, the boys, uh, it was no use. The Napoli's hull was clearly visible to the pursuers. There they are, Fritz Stark shouted, in that boat. Yeah, that, that clearly visible boat. At. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough pine branches in the world to hide a boat <laughs> quickly. They're, they're like you zoom out you see the scene and they each have like a small bundle like not even enough for a good fire and they're just yeah. standing openly in the boat but they're both <laughs> holding this small bundle of branches I, do you think they see us yeah yeah they do <laughs> they definitely see us i imagine they just replace their hair with pine needles so like their eyebrows are covered in pine needles. So just just anything that's hair is a pine needle. <laughs> they look like a, a, a chia pet of some sort. I was gonna say like like the scene in ET where it's all the stuffed animals, and then yeah, ET's yeah. head. They're just like panning across the pine forest, and you just see these two boys with bright green facial hair, just a long thick beard. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, run for it, Jerry! Uh, so they start climbing up this thing that they're in, uh, and then the robber's boat crashes into the Napoli. Uh, so they've just destroyed Tony's boat. Like it wasn't bad enough they, that they had a faster boat. Then Joe rams this thing into shore, fills it with pine branches, and then another boat crashes into it. <laughs> uh, Jerry caught up to Joe, and for an instant, the boys hesitated. All around them rose the gray rocky bluffs. Just in front of them, however, was a narrow ravine, which Joe had noticed earlier. Come on. I think we can make it. So they start climbing. Uh, I don't know if you have anything here. Um, no. Except I don't have anything. 
they're they're climbing, they're stumbling, they're helping each other, but Stark is is gaining rapidly. Um, yeah. And then Joe uprooted a small prickly bush and fired it back into Stark's face, <laughs> yeah. who cried out in anger. This just seems like the most savage thing to me. Like for boys who don't really like hurt people or anything, like if you're making a movie of this, there's blood now and a lot of it. Face oh, blood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is also how strong of him. He uprooted an entire pine tree. Uh, <laughs> and he swatted it like a baseball bat into this man's face. We're talking about a 80-foot tree, fellas. Right? That's what he lifted? Yeah, it's hard to say. It doesn't say that, but I think it's right. Um, however, in a moment, that anger made him uh, leap. Stark leapt and grabbed Joe's ankle. And Joe says, keep going, Jerry. Uh, but Joe loses. And then Jerry. Jerry just then, looks back. I'll come back for you. Was that him falling off the, the cliff? <laughs> no, that was just him running away. But I guess, yeah, maybe Jerry did fall off the cliff as well. Um, however, So Jerry appeared at the top of the ravine, his arms held securely by Stark's henchmen. Get down here, his captor ordered roughly. I like that he's a pirate. Uh, yeah, they all are. Yeah, nice. Um, hey, Nick, the blonde man called. Look who's here. <laughs> the henchman grinned as he recognized Joe. One of the real Hardy Boys. One of the real McCoy Hardy Boys. It's the real McCoy Hardy Boy. Nice. Yeah, you know it. That's Good where it comes back. from, actually. <laughs> what do we do with him and his friend? Load him in the boat. We'll take him to the cave. We haven't much time, Nick warned him. Don't worry, Stark said in a hard voice. We're going to make quick work of him. End of chapter. End of chapter. I love ending on quick work. Um, and yet, once again, we have yet another book where they've been captured. I know. That's all I could think of. Okay, so they are the missing chums. We did I just say missing? You did, but yeah, we understood. So they are the missing chums, which we called in the very beginning. We called before we even started this book. Yeah, this is a motif. It should be instead of the Hardy Boys, it should be the kidnapped boys. The kidnapped boys, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm the curious. Victims. <laughs> what the victims? Oh, man, I hate that in the back of these, we don't get the Hardy Boys books. They give us a a list of all of the Nancy Drew books. And Check the front of your book. You know what? It's right before that. Hunting for Hidden Gold. Okay, never mind. That can't be them. Unless they are the Hidden Gold themselves. What a family is the Hidden Gold? That's turns what I'm going to guess. Turns out the real value was friendship all along. Yeah, there it is right there. Playing on the heartstrings. That's what the Hardys do best. Um, we have, so this was chapter 18. We have two chapters left. And oh, man. I'm disappointed. Yeah. This is going to wrap up so quickly. This I is wonder, just going to come screeching to a halt. Yeah, they're going to introduce some new character that they pin it all on, which is going to be epic. Nothing's going to happen with Alf. I, I want Alf to hook up with the, the Hardy's aunt, with Gertrude. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's the gold that they've been hunting for oh my god yeah mm. i like that a lot i will say we introduced this character of gertrude and we 
haven't really explored her. When does she go on the missions with the boys? Like, hey, you got to bring your crazy aunt with you. That would be she's great. Just, she carries all these bags, and she's just like, I'm going to use it to counterweight myself on the motorcycles. She rides I, both at the same time, like John claude Van Damme just doing the splits. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, she just becomes this total, like, renegade badass. Yeah. Be awesome. L- You're talking about Lama renegade? That, yeah, okay, I was going to say, you talking about that Lorenzo Lama Is show? there another renegade? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Renegranny? Well, I guess she's not a granny. Renegurt? Renegurt, uh, what, there it is. That's is that the Is that the, the pun we're going with? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dece chapter, my friend. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a sprint here to the end though. It really is. Uh, I'm curious what we're gonna get in this end. How they're gonna wrap up all of this beauteous work they've set up. I'm curious how we're going to execute the live show because I've done no preparation for it. Like I said, I would. It's okay. That's that's usually how we roll, and I like that. Yeah, but <laughs> normally we do like a talent show, which we just pin everything on other people to be entertaining. We just have yeah, to tell them, like, what time wrong. to show up. Now this is sort of us yeah. as, the, as the focal point, and that, that's not great for us. Yeah. It's yeah. going to turn out like it always does, though. Just fine. <laughs> below be okay. average. Slightly <laughs> yeah, below exactly. average. We'll be shown up by Trumpet Shoe or the Bagel Man. No, I bagel Shoe, as we always are. Because it's not going to be a variety show, but I think we should at least start with, like, the Canadian National Anthem. Well, yeah, played on trumpet yeah can we does bagel shoe is... have access to dramatic lighting uh bagel shoe is the type of man whom if you can say hey light yourself dramatically he will not disappoint okay because i i would like us to start off with a very high-end dramatic lit bagel shoe just beauteous canadian uh trumpet solo yeah, it'd be awesome. I'm yeah. with you. I like the shoe. Let me, man. let me see about this. Do you have anything it, else to say, David? I was curious if it was me or not, and I just realized it was. And I'm thinking <sighs> this has to good. be the worst bit of the podcast. Like these are never good. We always lead up to it so much, and it's not like anyone listening is a still listening at this point in the episode and B like, Oh, I wonder what the rhyme's going to be this week. Everyone cares about the rhyme, Sean. And I'll tell you why, because when you reach deep down into a man's spine or spleen, it really shows, you know, what kind of genius you can make in chapter 19. Oh, <laughs> not good. You're welcome. <laughs>